Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 14, where today we're going to be continuing our discussion on how gun manufacturers have changed between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3. But first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email, avaulthuntersguide at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live on twitch.tv slash avaulthuntersguide or watch the video version on YouTube by searching Hunters Guide to the Borderlands. Man, you, Jeff, have that, you have that like down. Thank you, sir. Anyway, you said my name. I'm you a, wanted something? I'm a professional. Yeah, what's up? What's up, man? How's, how's things? How not- has your past two weeks in the borderlands been it's not too bad by the way to everyone listening uh happy halloween because that's when this is coming out very very late on halloween (laughs) but because it still counts yeah life's been busy recently y'all so um you know jobs and family and whatnot so uh my wife is currently uh fighting bronchitis (laughs) so (laughs) Ain't, I got the bronchitis. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so yeah. uh send her good vibes. So and uh yeah. <laughs> so but uh my last two weeks in the Borderlands have been pretty spooky? dope. Spooky. It's it's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, only the past week has been spooky, but Yeah, but this... uh but the whole thing has been the whole thing has been wicked fun though. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Uh, so, as many of you know, uh, the Bloody Harvest event is going on currently. We're not going to talk too much about that today because... Um, may or may not have away. something planned planned for next episode. Yeah, no, I'm just going to give away the goat. Like, that's going to be next episode. We'll talk about it then. You said give um, away the goat? You couldn't have said give up the ghost? Because <laughs> it's oh, spooky that would have time. Been perfect. <laughs> mm. Fail. You gotta stay scrap on theme. <laughs> we gotta scrap this whole thing and start all over. No, yeah. It, um, so Bloody Harvest has been cool. We've only had a week with it. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll talk more about it next time. But yeah, I've I've been uh, I've been continuing my Zane playthrough. Um, I mean, like I did, I did, you know, played with you and Beth and did some a little bit of the uh, Bloody Harvest event together, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, but mainly I've been playing my Zane and trying to get him through the end of the game so that way I can grind and get up to get up to level and everything. Sure. Um so I got I got I got a full disclosure here, friends. Uh <laughs> I got stuck on Billy the Anointed for what seemed like forever. Dude, Billy the Anointed sucks. <laughs> He's such a pain in the ass. And, like, I thought that I had a pretty good setup with it, with the full dome shield and everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, you can't get in here. But he just <laughs> busts that thing after not too long, you know? And it's like, Jesus Christ. Right. So, <clears throat> but yeah, good times. Yeah. Um, But I've moved on from Billy the Anointed and am about to wrap up stuff on Eden 6. Yep. But I keep up, so I don't know about you, but I have a, what I do is I'll be playing, right? So, like, first I go and talk to Maurice. To get my... Do you want to do spoilers for the Bloody Harvest, I suppose? Um, I go and talk to Maurice first. Right? He gives you the quest of killing 25 haunted enemies and killing their ghosts. Yep. Right? And then I go back and I do my mission. Yeah. And then, if I'm able to complete the killing of the ghosts during that mission, then I will go 
back to Maurice, then go kill Captain Haunt, mm-hmm. then go back to storyline mission. You know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And that works out well. Like you said, we don't want to get too far into that just because we want to, we want to save that whole conversation for next time. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a pretty efficient method and I do the, I do the same exact thing and it works out pretty well. So yeah, for sure. Am a fan. So, yeah. um, I've been doing pretty good. I've been working more on a, uh, different solo Moe's playthrough to do so that you and I and Beth can do more shenanigans with different characters and everything. So to, uh, to folks listening, I will be picking up my uh, Twitch playthrough of my solo mos sometime. <laughs> so, <laughs> At uh, some point. Yeah. Like I said, uh, life's just been crazy busy recently and everything like that. So, and uh, full disclosure, a lot of the time uh, at the end of uh, at the end of the month, my job gets uh, crazy stressful and busy and everything like that. So, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's good. Because times. you're a calendar maker, <laughs> right? That's yeah. what you do. Well, then it would only get busy like once a year, like before you actually put the calendar out. No, you are a manufacturer of monthly calendars. What? Who would use a monthly calendar? People Why? who... Why would you do that? <laughs> Other people that make monthly calendars, they'd be like, man, when do I got to get this thing out by? <laughs> by this day? Holy cow. True story, though. If uh, Speaking of calendars. If you have not checked out uh, the villain Calendar Man from Batman, go do that right now. <laughs> what? Dead serious. You're making that up. <laughs> it's totally real, and it's the best thing ever. He is my nice. second favorite Batman villain, right behind Clock King. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, just, I'm dead serious. Clock King has the best origin story of any villain ever, and it's amazing. Anyway. Don't spoil it for me. I got to look it up later. All right. Anyways, Anyways, look it up if you haven't. Anyway, going right into it. So um, <clears throat> we have uh, some fun news type things for folks. So do you want me to start or do you want to start? I don't care. You start. All right. So some really interesting news for uh, some of our friends that maybe have not quite gotten their hands on Borderlands 3 yet. You can now get Borderlands 3 on your computer if you have a Mac. So welcome to uh, welcome to our Mac users, to the uh, to the community of the of uh, Borderlands 3. We hope that you guys that have picked it up are thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, we're glad that you could be here on this journey with us. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there was uh, an announcement made uh, just the other day. Let me go ahead and open up the link to the story. Oh, the Uh, link that I put in there literally just takes you to the store. Oh, well, all right then. So, yep, you can get it on the Epic Game Store just like you can on the... on the PC version and uh, there you go. So, and you guys are, you guys are ready to get in there right away and you can start doing uh, the bloody harvest stuff like immediately. So that's, you know, double fun for you guys. So yeah, true story. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, good times there. Uh, Drew, you've got some uh, really good, exciting news for us though. Don't you? Yeah. That's why I let you go first is so I could take the big juicy story here. Um, so we have uh, we have a name for the next DLC. It's and it's not an official like it's not an official DLC. Like if you bought like if you bought the uh, the super deluxe version, you get the 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 pass, right? The um, the season pass, yeah. 
Thank you, Season Pass. Um, so, like, this next DLC is not a part of the Season Pass. It's just a free DLC. And it's called Takedown at Malawan's Black Site. It is a free DLC coming on November 21st. It'll be unlocked at level 50 and is tuned for four players running legendary gear. Although, I'm probably going to just try running it solo at some point just because. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, public matchmaking will be available for oh. the DLC. Uh, there will be new Malawan enemies, including what we're assuming is a raid boss. Uh, all they showed is his flash screen, and he's called... It's W-O-T-A-N. Like, I don't know if that's Watan or Wotan or Watan. I kind of like Wotan. I think it's I think it's Wotan is how I'm going to so, say it. Wotan. I'm going to call him, yeah, Wotan the Invincible. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and according to Randy Varnell, head of Gearbox Story Group, uh, it will include new weapons and artifacts and... According to him, some of the best shields in the game. Now, that's really interesting because, I mean, usually we're always talking about the, you know, it's like guns, 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 guns. And obviously that's the main focus of it. We get it. So the fact that they're talking about some of the best shields in the game is really, really interesting. And I was sitting there and this is exactly what it did as soon as I heard this news. I read that line and I said, some of the best shields in the game. And I said, Oh, okay, that's kind of weird, but I mean, we've already got a lot of great shields, like, and then I stopped, and I was like, oh, okay, this is really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yep, exactly. So, uh, all this news came to us via the the Borderlands show, which is the monthly video podcast that the official Borderlands channel puts out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about an hour and a half, no, almost two hours, I think. It's a long, it's a long, long video. Um... But yeah, go and watch it. You can get all the details, uh, or you can check the article that summarizes it that we have linked in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's super exciting. There's there's also going to be new gun. I mean, new guns and stuff is great, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that he talks about in that interview. Um, a lot of it's just kind of like non-news, though. Like, it's news, sure. but it's not really. Like, like at one point they ask him, hey... Are we ever getting a level cap increase? And he says, yes. That's it. <laughs> and then he doesn't, like, they, they try to get out of him, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I know when it's coming. I can't say when it's coming, you know, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna discuss it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's there's just a bunch of, like, non-news thing, And, like, also the, the news that everybody should know at this point, they're working on bug fixes, they're working on, you know, increasing the bank, stuff like that. That's all. That's all pretty pretty standard news. You yeah. Know? Yep. So so don't think that we like weren't aware of any of that. We just wanted to let you guys know about the stuff that we actually know shit about. Right. So. Yep. So yeah, that is exciting stuff. So uh, so yeah, good time. So can we can we pause for a second so I can talk about uh, so I can talk about something real quick that you just kind of touched on a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So getting to uh, the idea of the bank and everything like that, I'm finding myself, the more that I go through the game, the more characters I go through it with, the more fine I am currently with uh, how 
the bank is to a point. I, I still want obviously more room for it, but there's a lot of guns in the bank that I have never touched that I yep. just kind of store there because they're legendary. So yep, Agreed. I think it's I, I and I think everyone kind of got in, into that into that effect, especially right away at the beginning because you were getting you'd go into Mayhem three and you were just getting legendaries all over the place. Yes, so many of them. And that's all the time everywhere. Yeah. And that's great because that means that everyone can adapt their own play style and everything like that. But I think that that's what most people will find is that the longer they play, the more they'll find that, uh, they'll, they'll have a lot of legendaries that will just end up really sitting in their bank a little bit. Well, yeah, because as, as you tune your build, you're gonna use specific weaponry, you know, it's just kind of like, if you're running, cryo zane you know your cryo lucian's call is going to be your main go-to weapon right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's just how just how it is yeah um you're not going to be worried about your about that torg pistol you know right so it just it's kind of and also think about how many spots are open in the bank 40 50 50 okay wait is it is it 40 or 50 uh, Google it. I'm I'm doing that right now. You Google it. <sighs> I feel so bad that I've actually like have to look this up. You should. Yeah, I know. Well, anyways, um, while you're looking that up, let's think about this. Like, if you do one playthrough for every character, right? Yeah, it's and you it's, maximize their backpack size. How many yeah, is it? Fifty. It's fifty. Okay. So you've got 50, right? Once you unlock all the slots. Yep. Let's say you upgrade, let's say you do one character each and you have and you unlock their backpacks all the way. Mm-hmm. That's 30 each. So now we're talking 120 plus 50, you're talking 170 slots. Mhm. And then so then if we break that down and do the math a little bit. So let's say that you have let's let's for the sake of argument, let's just say that you have one build per each of the skill trees. Let's say that you have one build that primarily focuses on one skill tree each, because those are all very different. Sure. So, and you have that for each character. So basically what that means is, because I don't know about you, but when I have a build, I'm not switching weapons from my inventory into my gun slots very often, if at all. No, I I pretty much get my four and then run with that. So so at most, what you're going to have is you're going to have Probably, at least for me, at most, what I'm going to have is I'm going to have 12 slots taken up by four, four guns per build. I'm going to yep. have I'm going to have one grenade, one artifact, one shield, and um, one class mod. So that's going to be per build. A, per build. So that's going to be another four. So uh, so multiply that by so so, so, so it's multiply, like 24. So each character will have 24. Yeah. Rough, items that they need. Right. So assuming 20- that assuming that nothing overlaps or like Correct. if you need completely unique gear right for so, every slot yeah so you, so you've got 24 so you've got 24 uh things in in so and here's the thing you also have to take out uh you also have to take out uh eight of those because those are always going to be equipped most likely right right so so then you have eight that you're using and 16 in the inventory and then you yes. have, and then you have another, yeah. And then you have another 14 
for for extra backpack space to store whatever you want. Right. And then you have an additional 50 slots in your bank. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Again, (laughs) (laughs) having more bank slots is not a bad idea at all. I think that I'm, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the, the idea, like I, you and I, I don't know about you, but I don't talk to anybody else about Borderlands and I don't, you know, like, because I don't know anybody else that plays it personally. <laughs> sure. But but um, maybe it's just the idea of like, look, we don't we need to test all these legendaries, and we don't know exactly what they what all of them do. Sure. You know, so we need to get our hands on as many as possible. But maybe sure, that's maybe that's it. Yeah, and 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 here's the other thing: we're still very new into this game, and and when I say we, I mean like the community as a whole. The game's been out for. A little over a month, <laughs> a yeah, month and a, a half. month and a half now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can totally get that. As new stuff comes up and as more DLCs come out, people are probably going to find new builds and everything, and they want to have those guns ready to go so they can test things. Totally fair and everything like that. But, um, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see because I, I want to see how far I get into it before I'm like, oh man, I've had this gun since, since the game dropped, and I have not used it at all. <laughs> right. Right. It'll be interesting. Anyway, that's kind of my my thing. Not a rant. Not saying, not saying people are bad or good for wanting more inventory slots or anything like that. It's just a it's just a fun thought. So sure. Anyway, it's 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 a th- that's basically what it is. It's a thought experiment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Essentially. Anyway, getting back into it, um, we have one other piece of uh, pretty pretty interesting news. So. Also, I just flashed a thing up on screen, so you're welcome, people. Uh, <laughs> that was my bad. Ah, don't worry, it was just a web page. Not a big deal. So, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, getting into it, uh, the last piece of news that we have that's going on right now is uh, you can actually now buy the Borderlands, or not, not now, but you will be able to um, get the Borderlands 3 soundtrack on vinyl yeah so which is a really interesting thing so um it's uh being made by you can get it at uh lacedrecords.com is the company and the cool thing is they do a lot of stuff like this so they do um so they they do things like you can get uh the soundtrack for uh for doom and you can get um, the Mega Man collection, which is Mega Man uh, 1 through 11 on vinyl. You can get um, Resident Evil 2 on vinyl, lots of things like that. So it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a cool way to do it. So, and um, you can get it right now. Um, you can get the, um, let's see, you can get the limited special edition, uh, which looks like it comes with four discs. And then you can get... Um, the deluxe double vinyl, which comes on two discs. Uh, the limited edition that comes with four, four discs or four records is $80. And the uh, deluxe double vinyl is $35. So, yeah. So uh, for all, uh, so for all you people out there that like to listen to stuff on vinyl, if uh, you want to do that, that is what you can do. You can just go to lacedrecords.com. That's L A C E D r-e-c-o-r-d-s.com so yeah fun stuff i i personally um i'm not someone that's super into vinyl but uh i i understand why people are into it i totally get it 
So sure, absolutely. The the so the in case anybody's wondering, the difference between the two is is just uh, is pretty much number of tracks. Mm-hmm. Like um the uh, what what is it? The deluxe double version, double vinyl is uh, let's see, I don't remember how many tracks it has, but it has let's see, five nine. No, let's call it uh, let's call it eighteen tracks or so. Mm-hmm. But then um, the other version, the limited special edition, in addition to coming with like really sweet looking artwork and stuff, uh, it, it's like thirty something songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it pretty much goes through. Um, it pretty much goes through like the majority of you know. Uh, what you would hear um, onto, you know, for, in the game on there. So, so it's, right. it's, it's pretty fun stuff and including uh, Digby Vermouth's supernova dreamsicle. <laughs> Ooh, fantastic. Uh, anyways, all in all, both albums are, uh, I don't know any of what this means, but uh, it's good. They're going to be pressed in heavyweight, 180 gram deluxe vinyl LPs. Perfect. So, and uh, they will be in blue, green, red, and purple discs. So, fun. Uh, if I had a record player, I would absolutely buy that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So. But yeah, so that's the news. Uh, cool stuff. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to be jumping back in. Uh, as I'm sure some of you know, uh, we did part... Uh, this is part two of a uh, two-part series. Uh, or yeah, two part episode. Uh, so go and check out the first one. If you haven't already, uh, entitled, uh, gun manufacturers and you, or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bang. This is gun manufacturers and you, or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bang part two electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about, uh, just to recap real quick. We talked about gun manufacturers and how they've changed from borderlands one to borderlands two. Um, two to three, two to three. Sorry. Yep. It's been, it's been a long month. (laughs) It's been a long couple weeks even. So, um, a little, a little teaser for you folks out there, just so you're aware, uh, go and listen to us in the first one, talk about Atlas, COV, Doll and Hyperion, and also hear how this started because we both believe that guns have gotten less gimmicky and somehow more gimmicky in Borderlands three. So that was a fun conversation to have. Anyway. We're going to go ahead and start out. Uh, So the first one we're going to be starting out with has been and may still be question mark. One of Drew's favorites. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and let him start us off. Drew, what are we starting with? Uh, Today, we're going to start off with Jacobs. And you you're right. Like I was if you go back and listen to some of our previous episodes when Borderlands 3 first dropped, I was a little iffy on Jacob's stuff, because I was like, it just doesn't have the punch that it used to, and blah blah blah, which I feel like may still be accurate with the sniper rifles, possibly, but I'm still always gonna compare it to Borderlands 1 Jacob's sniper rifles, where I was <laughs> one-shotting everything, Yeah, so, and it's really hard to, to just get over that, but I've been actually really, really loving um, within my Zane playthrough, I'm actually rocking uh, Jacob's shotguns right now. Yeah. So good mm-hmm. so so good um i wish i could remember the name of the one that i'm using currently but it's one of the ones where it has a magazine of eight Ooh. instead of like two 
or right one one you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah rough like like that's that stuff's fine but if when you you don't realize how big of a difference it makes when you have a magazine of eight and you're packing that much power and you're still like two shotting things mm-hmm. you know yeah so yeah really really great anyway uh jacob's uh pretty much known for high damage and accuracy um that i feel like has stayed true to form since borderlands one if not if not toning down the damage a little bit because right. they were just stupid open like like jacob's mashers in in borderlands one mm-hmm. just getting into a dude's face and just blowing him away and it was and you had really quick um fire rate and everything and mm-hmm. you may have only had a magazine of two but uh that's all you yeah. needed yeah, like not even yeah, that was yeah. it <laughs> Because if it so, took more than one shot... <laughs> yeah, you weren't using the Jacobs. That's mm-hmm. right. So, uh, all weapons are non-elemental, with only certain legendary tier weapons being the exceptions. That's still uh, true. Mm-hmm. I believe that's that's a first for Borderlands 3. Like, until Borderlands 3, we had seen zero elemental Jacobs weapons. Uh, I can't say for sure right offhand, but... Uh... But yeah, that sounds about right. right. Um, so, and yeah, and um, yeah, because the one that I can think of is I can think of the Companion, which is a legendary uh, pistol, Jacob's pistol, that does fire damage. Uh, uh, red text on that one is, you can't take the sky from me, if, if I remember right, and uh, mm-hmm. reference to Firefly. So, yep, yep so there you go. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, most Jacobs have a hidden critical hit bonus or uh, or just uh, an increase in critical hit damage. Mm-hmm. Pretty, like, almost all of them have bonus critical hit damage, which is nice if you are any kind of, any kind of sniper or um, revolver-style player, or even, like, like, I, like, the reason I'm using it for Zane is close combat headshot shotgun style, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Um, the majority of Jacob's weapons are semi-automatic with high potential fire rates. Doesn't do you a whole lot of good though. Like if the the fire rate could be 683, but when your magazine is two, it does you no good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And when you're so, and uh, when you're limited by your frail human fingers as to how fast you can pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, all weapons, all Jacob's weapons in Borderlands Three have effects that trigger. On critical hits, vast majority involve ricocheting off critical hits. So if you, let's say you shoot a uh, a psycho in the head with your Jacob's assault rifle, it's going to ricochet. You'll hear it like, I love, that's such a satisfying feeling. Like, you see the red text that says critical, but to also get the audio cue of that, you know, it's so, it's like, yeah. Fucking I mean, nailed it. I mean, yeah, you know, like like Drew said, the exact sound of like a cat when it sees another cat it doesn't like. I'm sorry, that's what you sounded like. Prow. <laughs> Prow. <laughs> that's I don't know. That's you do better. One. That's better. You do a ricochet noise. <laughs> it's like a laser sound. Uh anyways, yeah, so between honestly, I feel like between Two and three, the the biggest difference with Jacob's weapons was between one and two, because yeah. there was a, a significant drop off in damage. 
mm-hmm. but they're still plenty powerful. But I feel like between two and three, not a huge, not a huge difference. Yeah. Um, still solid. I like I said, I use more. I use more Jacob's shotguns now because it's easier to find some with larger magazines. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the I think the largest magazine that I even remember, like. I didn't pay much attention to Jacob's shotguns in Borderlands 2, but if if I remember right, the largest magazine that I remember seeing was like five, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and that was pretty rare. Yeah. Now the interesting part of that, um, because and we and we've talked about this before. We're going to keep on saying it, so I'm sorry for everyone that knows it, but we didn't use assault rifles in Borderlands 2 which means that we also didn't use Jacob's assault rifles in Borderlands 2. <laughs> yeah. So the thing that I'm noticing now is because assault rifles are actually viable is um, because of the way they work, because they are semi-automatic. So one pull or one button press equals one pull of the trigger in the game. And you just keep on doing that. That means that if, if you've got a really high magazine assault rifle, your finger can get tired, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, on my Moe's playthrough right now, I'm actually using the, um, I'm using the lead sprinkler, which mm. um, Drew was, you know, fighting this guy earlier. Drew was fighting Billy the Anointed. It has a higher chance to drop from him. And um, because what it does is when you do a body shop, it drops one explosive, like little explosive round to the ground it kind of does like an arc thing like a sprinkler you know it looks like a sprinkler um mm. if you hit them in the head it drops three of them so for most mm. that's great when i'm doing like mobbing stuff from a little bit further away so but man because of how like how many bullets i'm firing out of that thing i'm serious my finger gets tired man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i actually i found a so i was doing my playthrough and have been mainly using atlas um assault rifles lately for the yeah. past probably fifth, probably 10 levels or so. I've been mm. using mainly Atlas. Mm. Atlas um, Q systems, baby. <laughs> dude, I had a Q system for a long time, but it just started to, started to fall away. And it, and it was a, I don't remember the, uh, the text on it or anything, but it was a, it was damage times two. And I don't know if that's with all Q systems or not, but sure. Dude, I love that thing, but it was just starting to fall apart, you know? Just mm-hmm. was not doing what it needed to, so now I have an end system, but that's that's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, but so, but I did find a. I had oh, I was going through and got that legendary um, Jacob's assault rifle. The piss. <laughs> <laughs> the... You can't say that because there, there isn't it. I know. Isn't there I know. a grenade that's called the piss? <laughs> there is. There is. All right. No, it's so it's uh, while you're looking it up, I'll describe it. It's it can fire in one or two or three round bursts. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, let's see. Not not the hand. Not the hand of you said it's an assault rifle, right? Yeah, it is. Anyways, while you're while you're looking it up, it's it's not a bad it's not a bad gun at all. But even then, like it was still too many too many trigger pulls for me to yeah. to use. Um, I just I was not crazy about it. So right. So yeah. Um, you know what? Not a big deal. We'll get to it later. I you know. But uh, 
Yeah, we'll we'll find it eventually. I'll go ahead and put that. In the, I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes too, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, because um, I don't want to. I want to take that kind of time. Anyway, so yeah, um, changes for Jacobs stuff. You know, uh, overall, I think I think it's good. You know, I think that um, I think they've made things a lot more viable. I'm excited that mashers are a thing in there. I also think it's a cool thing that they're not. I think it's a cool thing that mashers are actually really hard to find though. You know, yeah, it's for sure because they knew what they were doing. They knew that they knew we wanted mashers back and they work out really well and they're really good guns, but that's kind of the thing is you just can't make them all mashers. Cause that would get a little bit broken. And that's kind of the way it was in borderlands one also was that they were, there was a, there weren't too, too many mashers in there. And sometimes depending on where you were in the game, you might find one that was, almost already out leveled to you so right right so so yeah i i like where jacob's guns have gone uh even if they haven't changed too much in there so so yeah that's fun uh how do you feel about the whole thing of them ricocheting off and doing uh and um you know going to another enemy on critical hit i'm fine with it but it doesn't seem to do a whole lot mm-hmm Especially when you're outdoors. If you're indoors, it's it's really really convenient. But if you're outdoors, it's it's less so. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I feel like because of the way it works, uh, as soon as you start getting to the mayhem levels, it's pretty much negligible. Yeah. So, but because because we we're we're not playing gauge up in here. So. Right. Right. Uh, the hand of glory is the name of that gun. Oh, that's the one that you get on Eden Six, right? Part of the story thing. Yeah, that's the one. It's it's after you complete the uh, the Guns of Reliance thing. Yeah, okay, mission. gotcha. So, so yeah. Uh, all right. Cool thoughts on Jacobs. So, uh, moving along, um, we are going to go on to the next one, which is <gasps> Maliwan. So, Maliwan. Hey, first of all, let me say this. Kind of weird that Maliwan are the bad guys in this one. Just a little bit. A like, little bit. Yeah. So. Uh, that's, that's an episode for another time. Not a big deal. So first of all, um, Maliwan are always elemental. No non-elemental nonsense here. Um, because of that, they always also have a high elemental effect chance. Um, going into how they actually work. Weapons often require charge time before firing. Some have no charge time while some actually allow charging to increase damage. Uh, Lastly, most weapons have an alternate fire, which switches elements, or in rare cases, the nature of the projectiles fired. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm listening. I'm not super big on the way that Molly 1 has changed from 2 to 3. Um... Yeah, I, I, I know that there are some useful things that you can do with it. And, um, you know, there's some decent guns out there, some decent legendaries or uniques that you can find. I'm not a fan of the charge time for the actual guns themselves. And sometimes I, I would prefer that they fire. I would some, I would sometimes more, more often than what I find, I would prefer that they fire regular, normal bullets. So. Yeah. At this point, so and at this point, like as of this recording, they've even uh, decreased the charge time. Um, 
overall, like there was, it came in like a hot fix or a patch or something like that. Yeah. So like the charge time, charge times are shorter now and it's still kind of shitty, you know, it's just not, Mm -hmm. just not what I was, what I was looking for. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it really. Yeah, which which is kind of a bummer because I I always really liked Molly Wan guns. I mean, we talked about it in our very first episode. Uh, Molly Wan was our favorite SMG, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So uh, in Borderlands too. If you haven't gone and checked that out, go feel free to go listen to uh, the first episode, which is all about the best non-legendary, non-unique weapons in Borderlands Two. So, um. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. I have found a couple where it's not as bad. Um, one of those being the Krakatoa. And that one's a legendary that does fire damage. Now, the reason I like that one in particular is because one charge, it's a sniper rifle, and one charge does the entire magazine. Right. So that's not bad. Now, you're rapid firing, but for larger enemies or enemies that have big crit spots and things like that, this is totally fine. Um, I found myself in mayhem three, a couple of times where, uh, normal bullet damage is minus 70%. And, um, you know, my, what is it? Was it shotguns and assault rifle or yeah, shotguns, pistols, and SMGs all are reduced by 45%. So it's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll do the elemental damage because that's buffed. I'll use a sniper rifle because that's buffed. And I end up most of the time going with the Krakatoa and that's, that ends up working out okay most of the time, and especially after they they decreased the charge time on it. Sure. Yeah, the, the example that I can think of uh, that's available pretty early on is the Mind Killer. Mm. Real short charge time on that, which yeah. makes it really useful. Yep. I mean, and, and again, we're still we're still discovering legendaries and getting our hands on them, so there's, I'm sure that there's other stuff that's fine. Uh, in fact, well... Little sneak peek here. We're gonna be talking about a Malamon legendary at the end of the show. Ooh, nice. Spooky so. teaser. <laughs> Ooh. It's it's spooky. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, so I I love elemental stuff. Elemental stuff has been cool since Borderlands 1. Um I will say that I'm really glad that I have other options that seem to do okay with elemental stuff. Like honestly, if if I am looking for stuff, I generally don't look for Molly Wan for my elemental stuff, which seems sad to say it right now, but I prefer to have other things. Um uh, most of the time I end up at uh most of the time I end up at TDOR, honestly, for my elemental stuff. Cause Yeah, and I feel like any of any of the these three are good when they're elemental. Like, they're good anyways, and then they're even better elemental, and that's TDR, Vladoff, and Dahl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if I find any of the... Like, I'd much rather have, like, a like a Vladoff or Dahl SMG that does elemental damage than, than a Malawan, simply because of that charge time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and, and like we've said, yeah, there can be some that have um, no charge time and everything like that, but more often than not, it doesn't seem to be that way. Which is mm-hmm. which is a bummer. So uh, actually, I, so sorry, real quick. Uh, speaking of um, alternate weapons with elemental damage, I actually um, I had a I was going through um, the the family jewel 
the uh, the Jacob's ship yeah. that had crashed and was going to fight Genevieve, knowing full well that she's got a massive shield and that she's armored. Um, and along the way, I found a green TDR, like, it's called like the Surefire or... Sure shot. Yeah, that was, yeah, that might have been it, but it was, but it was uh, corrosive damage, and and I was like, sick. I'm gonna hold on to that, and mm-hmm. that's and I used only that weapon on, like once, like I used, I had a Vladov shock weapon that I used to get through a shield, mm-hmm. but then once I got to her armored, you know, the armored portion of her health, I <laughs> used exclusively this green TDR pistol, yeah, and just like locked her down and it was just bat 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 you mm-hmm. know and then and then hucked it and took it a little chunk and and yeah it took took a lot of ammo but I did it you know and it was <laughs> and it was better than anything else I could have used at the time yeah yeah absolutely so um yeah I'm hoping that they continue to make some changes to uh I'm hoping that they continue to make some changes to Maliwan and uh we'll see how it goes um now the ones the one thing I will say is they they, they nailed it because the thematically and mechanically the one area where it does work out really well is the fact that they made it so that you can switch between elements on it which that's a really good thing. That is pretty sick. So um and especially because if you really wanted to you could have some solid combinations in there to um, to make just about anything work. Like, let's say that you're running strictly in an elemental build for Amara, where no matter what element you use, it's going to be, it's going to be rocking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you just get, and then you just get, um, a bunch of weapons where it's like, let's say you have one where it's, um, let's say you have one where it's shock and corrosion. And then you have another one where it's, uh, fire and, uh, cryo and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you, and then you have some other combinations in there too. It'd be, re- you know, it'd be really nice to go ahead and be able to switch it up to, at all, just depending on whatever the situation calls for. So that mm-hmm. way you could have, it's like, Oh, like I'm going to fight Genevieve. I'm going to pull up my one that is, that is corrosive and shock, you know, and then right. I won't have to worry about switching at all. And as long as it reloads quick, you're doing okay. I, I think, I think that's a really good way to go about it. Um, and I wonder maybe if, you know, going into the weeds a little bit, I wonder if maybe that's part of it. Maybe not going into the weeds, but putting on tinfoil hat time. Uh, mm. <laughs> if, if this is part of it, maybe because having dual elements on it is such a good feature that um, they maybe that it did needed some, some kind of drawback. Yeah, like a little bit, honestly. That's kind of my thought. Yeah, I could see that because if, if there was no charge time or anything, It'd be really. I'd, now that I'm thinking about it, I might. I would be rocking a ton of Malawan gear, or a ton of yeah, a ton of Malawan gear. Because mm-hmm. like, for example, fighting the Malawan troopers, you know, shock damage and fire damage, and in, in the same weapon that like that's that's all I need for yep. all of the Malawan troops. Yep. Unless it's a specific one like a like a pyro heavy or something like that. And he's resisted to the fire damage, mm-hmm. you know, but still. Yeah. Cause I mean, at, at that point, that's, that's kind of what you'd have is you'd have, man, you'd have, you'd, let's say you have a Molly one gun that doesn't have a charge time on it. And it, it would, it would essentially be like a slower firing, less hard hitting Vlad off with dual elements on it is right now. 
Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that's dumb as shit. Yeah. All right. I mean... You win this round, Gearbox. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But it's still... Okay, so, like, what would I look for to make Malawans more useful? Like, like buffs to fire rate? Um... Because, I mean, that would that would almost offset it. Like, the, you have the charge, right? And then, but if you're just, you know, then then what does it matter? I, I think they do have a step in the right direction a little bit as far as um, having some of the ones that charge more, doing more damage and things like that. Um, I think maybe another thing that they could have done was, um, and this would have worked really well for uh this would have worked really well for molly one and maybe even some particular builds just have it so that the more the more elemental so the per character so not per player but per character um the more the more damage like the more different types of elemental damage you have on something the the more damage each of them do hmm. so so in a group, you know, if you've got one doing cryo, one doing corrosive, one doing um one doing shock and one doing uh fire, like, you know, one person each doing that, that's not going to stack. But if you have one person that puts on a Molly one and then does corrosive and then cryo, those are going to stack together. That'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure if it would work very well, but I mean, it's a thought and it's something to do now that you have dual elements on the guns. Right, right, for sure. So we're we're not uh, game devs. Don't at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, I think that wraps up Malawan. Let's go to the next one, which surprisingly I'm really it's really kind of exciting, is uh Tidior. Uh Tidior weapons lend, uh, tend to act as very average when it comes to the actual firearm portion of the weapon. Uh the reloading section though involves throwing the firearm like a grenade to reload. And all remaining ammunition in the magazine is discarded. Uh, thrown firearms will explode on impact with enemy or ground, but often have extra effects before the weapon explodes. Excuse me. Um, the damage of these features is increased by how much ammunition was still in the magazine of the thrown weapons. Um, so some of the examples, just some some variations on that grenade explosion effect. There is Merv, so the so the weapon uh, like explodes in a many more smaller explodable mm-hmm. um yeah devices projectiles uh, yeah, yeah whatever and then uh, there's a version that's um that's a a bouncing uh, like a bouncing Betty grenade style um weapon there's the the gun with the legs is uh, TDR except that's Oh, and then there's one that acts as a turret. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There are some that there are some that you throw and they actually home in on your enemy and actually shoot when they're homing in. Yep. So. And then there's and then there's another version that when thrown bounces less like a bouncing Betty, but more as like a just like a big rubber ball almost, and then it's got big circles around it that says like "shoot me" or "shoot this" or something like that, yeah. and explodes when you shoot it. Yeah, and I think I think it still explodes even if you don't, but if you do shoot it, it does more damage. 
Right, right. Yep. That was actually really fun. So we were doing that on first playthrough. Beth, I think, yeah. had a weapon that did that. And, like, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I'd it, just be shooting the guy, and then all of a sudden you see this thing coming from the side. Yeah. It's like, boing, boing, and you just, you know, just blow that thing away. Well, that's the thing, oh. too. It it almost gives you, it, it almost gives you, like, a goal. Like, I know this sounds <laughs> weird. I know this sounds weird, and uh, I hope, I really hope I don't alienate our female viewers with this, but like guys it's like when you go to it's like when you go to a urinal and there's like something in it <laughs> like and you'd like target that thing yeah it's like oh yes. there's something like, to do i, I yeah. gotta pee on that thing yeah <laughs> there's <Yeah>. a goal <laughs> yeah so, exactly um, um uh i feel weird anyway <laughs> so <laughs> so you and i were talking yesterday or a couple of days ago or any or something um and i told you that i actually have a i had a tdr weapon that i was rocking as like my you know, shit hits the fan kind of gun. Yeah. You know, like if, if, if you go down in, into fight for your life and it's, it's really handy to have a TD or fire one shot out of it and huck it at whatever's closest. Yep. Yeah. And it really is. So it's nice to have when you go down, like he said, um, and I'll get a little bit more into that in a second. It's also super, super nice to have on an explosive Mo's build. It's yeah, so definitely. Good. Yeah. Because, Those because, two pair really well together. Yeah. It's a really great combo. So mm. going back to the to the heart of this discussion, which is a comparison between Borderlands two and Borderlands three, I feel like the, the grenade part of the explosion is significantly more damage, like as a percentage, than it used to be. Oh yeah. Which I it, definitely which makes, feel that way. Which is what makes TDR so much more viable as an actual manufacturer this time around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as as it says there in what we took down from the wiki, they tend to be very average firearms, and the main thing is the reload, and that reload is great because um, you can use it for a number of things. I don't know how many times I have, I don't know how many times I've I've been in a situation or a number of situations where I have shot a TDR once and then thrown it, and then gotten a new one and shot it once and then thrown it, and done that for. And it could be for any number of reasons. Maybe uh, I'm holding my own okay, and I'm still up, and I've got one that makes turrets. And I'll just go ahead and throw that, and then the turrets will help me out. And I've got two or three or four of them out there that are also doing damage. Uh, more often than not, what like Drew said, um, I'll be down in Fight for Your Life and use it to get up. Especially because, if I'll tell you this, <laughs> MLG pro tip, if... Uh, <laughs> if uh, <laughs> You are playing an explosive Mo's build. Find one of the ones, find one that has a high magazine that does the Merv explosions. Yes. And just destroy everything. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. I'm still rocking one that's like level like 19 and I'm like almost level 35. I don't even use it for damage anymore. It literally does one damage to somebody when I shoot them. And that's a common basic enemy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Cause it's got a huge magazine and I'll throw it at somebody's feet and then I'll get hit once with one explosion. And then a millisecond later, three more smaller explosions and I'm good. Yeah. Like I've taken out so many bosses with that thing and with that build and it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like it for, so I like it for fight for your life and I like it for bosses that have specific elemental, um, things that you want. Like I said earlier, I was fighting Genevieve and, and having the, the corrosive version of, of a TD of just a green TDR pistol. 
super nice. Decent fire rate, decent accuracy, decent damage, but just every 12 shots or whatever, I got a mini corrosive explosion on her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that just that that shit adds up real fast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed that I can find a uh, a fire one before I go fight Aurelia. <laughs> right. There you go. About that life. So yeah. Um so yeah. Going uh, I never uh, you never really had much of a use a reason to use TDR stuff hardly in, in Borderlands 2. Especially once you got into max level playthrough and third playthrough like Ultimate Vault Hunter and OP8 stuff much. Well, unless unless you were doing like Grenade Axton and then, you know, then you could yeah. do it and then especially um, especially with uh, the Baby Maker. Yeah, like that that's was, true. That, that was really an excellent pairing. But that's such a narrow such a narrow use of what is a really cool mechan- game mechanic. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we're all in on TDR though. Um, you can use it as a viable thing for a build. You can use it to get back up off your feet, even if it's not something that's in your build. Um, and honestly, even in a, in a pinch, you can still use them as decent guns. Yep. Didn't say great True story. Said decent. You know, if yeah. you got some stuff that's starting to fall off level and you happen to find a blue TDR up in there, why not go for it? Right, right. So, All right, cool. Uh, you want to take the next one here? Yes. All right, so moving on to another one of our favorites. Uh, I, I, man, the last two are solid here, and we're just going in alphabetical order. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so moving right along, we are going on to <gasps> Torg. So, yeah. That was half-assed. I know. Uh, I, I think I might be coming down with something. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I also may have hurt my throat last time when I, when I overdid Tront <laughs> on our last episode. <laughs> Worth right. it. Worth it. So, all right. So Torg, um, anyone that's listened to us knows, uh, that we have always been fans of Torg. Uh, and also they don't make their guns out of freaking wood. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Torg is characterized by high damage for obvious reasons because uh, they fire explosive projectiles instead of bullets. Now these are slow pro- uh, explosive projectiles. They don't move at the speed of a bullet. Uh, alternate firing modes uh, fire projectiles uh, that are sticky bombs and they gradually increase in damage when multiple are attached to the same target. So uh, you know, you fire a bunch of them, and then when they all detonate, then they do a lot more damage that way. That's pretty much what characterizes Torg. Now, that being said, Drew, how often do you actually use the sticky projectiles on Torg weapons in Borderlands 3? It's, <laughs> it's pretty rare, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I... I'll... I'll I might actually see if I can find like a really good like Torg assault rifle or shotgun or something here soon to use with Zane because I feel like it could be really handy to get in close, stick a bunch of of the gyro jets, run away and shield, you know, Mm -hmm. and then so I mean maybe something along those lines. Um, Sure. I just I find that personally with my with my play style I find. 
I find Torgs in general too slow now. Sure. Like, they've always been fairly slow-moving projectiles, but I feel like they're, they, and I may be wrong, but I, they feel slower now, and it feels like it does less damage than previously. Okay. That's, that's what do you fair. What do you feel like? Sure. So I still use them on a regular basis, on, on a semi-regular basis, especially... I'll be I'll be honest. Part, a main part of it is on my Moe's splash damage explosion build is the main area where I use them. Uh, but that's okay. I was thinking about it, and it for, my first initial thought was to say that's a bad thing. But I was like, you know what? If I'll be honest. That's kind of how I used them in Borderlands Two. Also, was for explosive builds and mm. for Krieg and stuff like that, or Axton or whatever the case may be. Uh, you ain't the, never played no Axton. <sighs> I played a little bit. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. The, uh, the main consistent thing that I've noticed between the games is the torque shotguns still seem to really kick ass. So um, I still like using the torque shotguns. Um, the, that's one of the few that I feel that we can get away with uh, whether or not you're having a build towards it. However, I will say there is rarely a time where I am more than 15 feet in game away from an enemy when I'm using a torque shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they are definitely not long range weapons at all. So <laughs> yeah, I, I use them for getting up close to somebody. Usually I'll hit them with, I'll hit them with a crit with a torque shotgun and then they'll go prone or go flying or whatever it is. That'll give me enough time to get my second shot off. If I only have two rounds of the magazine, that's all I need to do when I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Um, so I do wanna I do wanna take a second to uh shout out um uh, this guy that uh, hit us up on Twitter. Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't want to specify guy, but uh person Cro- Chromazel, uh Hello, Chromazel. You hit us up and said, uh, first off, love the podcast. I'm a huge fan of theory crafting, and y'all talk about that quite a bit. Yeah, we do. I don't know. <laughs> we just can't help ourselves. Right. Uh, his, uh, said that, uh, he says, I just got one issue. Crit flack with a Torg shotgun is amazing. And then he includes a little clip in there of him taking out Grave Ward hella fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and and he's not wrong, you know, they are not wrong. I, I, I liked, I liked that because it's true. It's, it's just that for, for most of the stuff that I'm doing, I'm just not, I'm just not a fan of that. The, like it is, a, it's a slower, it's a slower fire rate. It's sure. a slower projectile speed. Mm-hmm. And gyro jets make the entire process take even longer. Right. Which is my biggest issue with them. Mm-hmm. I don't have the patience. I want to. I want to pull trigger, see that bar get smaller. That's what I want to see happen. <laughs> you know. You just you just ta- hold on to your hat, cowboy. We're gonna get there with the next manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true story. So, um, I mean, so compared to Borderlands Two, how do you feel Torg compares? What I will say is that while Torg 
outside of Borderlands 1, while Torg has always been considered a more niche manufacturer, I feel as though there there's a little something something missing in Borderlands 3. Is how I will put it. So, since I recognize that Torg is not an actual company and Mr. Torg's not going to actually come after me, I'm just going to say it straight out instead of pussyfooting around and be like, I don't like it as much. I think it, it's it's not it's not as good, and for me, it's a huge... Okay, so let's... Granted, nothing is ever going to be the double-penetrating Uncommon Herald again. <laughs> which, How? For, for, which, hold on, for the record, for everyone listening, I'm sure that Drew and I can both agree on this, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, yes, for good reason because there are too many too many builds built around it and everything. But when you so when when you pre-ordered the game, you got the 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 Girth Blaster Elite, right? Which is mm-hmm. which is only a blue Torg pistol, but mm-hmm. but god damn, if that I just it's just everything just needs to be turned up like 10% and okay. then it would be fine, you know? What, 10% bigger magazine, 10% fire rate, 10% more damage? Yes, just if all the knobs, just just 10% more, I'd be like, this is a sweet gun, you know? <laughs> got, and it'd be got, usable. Got your equalizer knobs all over the place. What Drew wants to do is he just wants to take the master volume and turn it up by 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So, I don't know. It's... it's. I, 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 I can appreciate that. I can definitely appreciate that. Um... I still feel that it has its place with certain builds and everything. Agreed. Uh, I will not argue with that at all. That being said, only having its place with specific builds does not a good gun manufacturer make. Yes. Agreed. Um, Is it crazy to say that I would rather have a TDR than a Torg at this point? No, no, it's not at all. Cause TDR has made some really good stuff. Like that's, here's the thing. I think one of the biggest and weirdest things is that, um, because this was, they were one of the only ones that actually, actually did this. Is that um, <laughs> Tidor was like one of the few that did not actually add an alternate fire mode, and it worked out better because of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Because here's the thing: because some of the other manufacturers, I'm talking about these manufacturers like they're real things, but <laughs> it's because some of these manufacturers <laughs> put so much stock into having. Um, uh, into having other uh, things with the alternate fire modes, it made it very different. Um, you know, it's almost like the core mechanic and the core gameplay of the gun, something was lost a little bit in there because of having the alternate fire modes. Now I get it. This is a transitional period. This is the first time that they were um, had better hardware to run Borderlands on going from going from last gen to current gen and everything like that. Uh, if you're listening to this in the year 2055, by the way, or whatever, <laughs> we went from PS3 to PS4 um, and uh, Xbox uh, 360 to Xbox One. Uh, so um, even though it's we're coming up on the tail end of the life of those. Right. Of but, those consoles. But again, that's kind of a good thing because that means that they had all this time to work with it and really nail down everything that the current gen between the Xbox one and PS4 could actually do. Right. So, and it also means that when I buy the, the PS five, you know, next year that when I get borderlands, you know, 
when I get Borderlands 3 remastered or whatever, hopefully it'll run it, you know? Yep. It'll be just, it'll be just like what happened with the Handsome, the handsome collection. collection. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be Borderlands, it's going to be out on the next gen of consoles, Borderlands 3, the God Queen edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I, I respect what they're doing and everything like that. Hasn't always worked out, um, because I mean, realistically, how how much have we actually talked about the alternate fire modes in this whole thing? Um, except for the one, except for the one point about uh, about Maliwan and how cool that is between different elements. That's pretty much the only thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's because the only ones that have true alternate firing modes are Maliwan. Um. Doll, Atlas, like in that one. Bar- well, that one's not even an alternate firing mode, really. And our next one, yeah, which uh, I I just took the last one. So Drew, go ahead and take us there. Yeah. So the last one we've got on the list here is Vladoff. Uh, unsurprisingly, and continuing from both previous games, um, Vladoff is known for a high fire rate. The rate of fire now increases as the trigger is held. That is not that is something uh, new. Um, high recoil reduction, uh, super super nice. You don't have to have to adjust for your barrel climbing or anything like that with a ver- with a Vlad off. It pretty much just stays where it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, it does it does dance around a little because of uh, handling, but um, no barrel climb, which is nice. And then uh, alternate fire modes. Debatably, like one of the most interesting alternate firing modes across across all the manufacturers, because they utilize an underbarrel mounted weapon system, yep. and they are weird. Not like weird, but they're they're varied. So there's there's additional barrels, there's uh, rockets, there's grenades, there's tasers, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff, and. Shout out to uh, additional barrels because that's just my favorite version of of Vladoff. Is just like, hey man, this gun shoots really fast. Want to shoot it really, really fast? <laughs> you know, <laughs> perfect. Love it. Um, Especially if you find an elemental version. Yeah. Uh, so I know we're talking about the difference between two to three, but even going back all the way to one, Vladoffs are just bullet hoses, man. That's their mm-hmm. whole thing. That is their whole thing, and it's always it's it's always, and I will say this right away in this one, it always has been and always uh and continues to be great. And mm-hmm. and I love it. Um trying to think about it's m- most of the time when I've when I've played um when I when I'm thinking about any build that I've done thus far or am doing or anything like that, there's most likely a Vladoff somewhere in just about every build. Yeah. What I'd agree with that. What is your favorite Vladoff weapon? What's your favorite weapon that Vladoff makes? Like oh. sniper rifles, assault rifles, SMGs. Mm. Well, they don't Vladoff doesn't make SMGs, right? I think that's one of the few that they don't do. Oh, you might. Yeah. I think you're right. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, sniper rifles, assault rifles, and pistols. Pistols. Yep. Okay. So, 
<laughs> I just waited on that. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway. Fully uh, auto 410 shotgun. Okay, so... Uh, traditionally, I would say it's been sniper rifles. Flat-off mm. sniper rifles are just satisfying because yeah. of the low recoil reduction and because of the fast fire rate. Just zoom that just zoom that thing in on some dude's noggin and just go to town. Yeah. <laughs> bop, bop, I'm... bop, dead. Find another guy. Bop, 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 dead. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Maybe not, maybe not even that, you know? Like, it doesn't, doesn't even have to be that many shots still, you know? Sure. So. Yeah, I'm, I really... Um... I really like the Vladoff sniper rifles. Um, I'm pretty good with pretty much any sniper rifle manufacturer, though, at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there's a bad sniper rifle manufacturer. Um, for Zane, I was I was rocking a uh, a null pointer, which is the Hyperion unique that you get from Zero. I was yeah. using one of those for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that I will say that Hyperion pistols are also my jam though. That was that was our favorite one in Borderlands too, wasn't it? Was Hyperion pistols? If I remember right, yeah, because you wanted the double rotating barrel on it. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So yep. um if 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 I remembered right. If I'm lucky. <laughs> so, yeah. Um yeah. I but man, I'm can I say that I'm first of all, I want to say I'm really happy that assault rifles are a thing and that they're they're usable again because because let's be honest too, unless you were playing Roland or maybe uh maybe sometimes Brick, uh they weren't even that much of a thing in Borderlands one. Yeah, agreed. But um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just I was just gonna say that like it's kinda I mean, the the downside now, if you get one of the huge Vladoff assault rifles in Borderlands 3, is just the long-ass reload time, because it's like a huge, like, belt-fed fucking contraption, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you have that, but... I mean, it, like, I guess it's, that's a, it's a testament to how well Gearbox balanced these weapons, because I'm like, man... If all Vladoff weapons just did like ten percent more damage, you know <laughs> they'd be amazing. Right. And if you know, and like going back, if if uh, Torg weapons like were just ten percent better on all fronts, and if um, you know, Tdor shot, you know, did ten percent more damage, and Malawan had like ten percent shorter charge times, you know, and if and if Jacobs had and if Jacobs had elements and. Right, if, right. So I if, mean, like, so if, I guess that all of these pretty much, like, even though they don't feel like it all the time, like they're pretty well balanced. Yeah, you know. Hmm. I. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been wrong this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so, I. I will say that now in Borderlands Three, though, um, I really again going back and finishing my thought, I really do like. Assault rifles in Borderlands Three and Vladoff assault rifles are so good and they're so much fun in here. Yeah. And man, do I love using a cry a cryo Zane with a cryo Lucian's call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty sick. 
can't even I mean it's just a it's just a great gun. It's um, it's it's just it's it's a great gun and honestly it looks sick too. <laughs> like the Agreed. two the two rotating barrels that are also rotating on there. Yeah. Like makes me feel it just makes me feel cool. It's almost like I've got it's almost like I've got a solar system at the end of my gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Um do you ever utilize the other the additional stuff like the rockets and the tasers? Uh rarely. Uh, I find yeah. that that's one of those things again and this is just because this is the the way the game works. Uh the further I go into a playthrough the less I end up using those things because the more I'm getting into the specific builds I'm building towards. Sure. Understandable. So, um, right away at the beginning, you know, I, yeah, the tasers and, um, the undermounted rockets and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Use those all the time. But, um, now that I'm getting more into certain builds with those kinds of things, I find them unnecessary because the guns that I have, their main feature, I guess, so to speak, is why I'm using them in the first place. Sure. Understandable. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our conversation on Vladoff. So let's go ahead and uh, take it to the end of the episode here. If you have any thoughts or anything on any of this stuff, hit us up on our Twitter or our email. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what your favorite stuff is. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, tell us tell us how, how wrong we are about something because that's always fun. <laughs> so Yeah, uh, we love that. Yeah. Ah, just, you know. Uh, it's fine. It, it's it's totally I sound salty, fine. but I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, it's it's totally fine, and uh, we always like to hear what you guys think. Uh, as uh, as Drew mentioned, uh, who is who is the uh, the Twitter follower that uh, got at us about the? Oh, you would ask me that. I closed that page. <laughs> Killing me. Yeah, I know. So, but showing us uh, your clips of different things that you've gotten and how you do stuff and all that kind of stuff—that's great. We love it. We love to hear it. Uh, so. Chromazel. Chromazel. So thank you, Chromazel, for uh, showing off your stuff and showing off your build and everything like that. Uh, keep it up. And uh, and uh, yeah. So, but yeah, like Drew said, we are getting a little bit long into this episode, so we're gonna go back to it. Uh, Drew, uh, what uh, what's it uh, what's it time for? It's time <laughs> for going, going, gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, in the spirit of the Bloody Harvest event, we're going to be talking about one of the Bloody Harvest unique legendary weapons. Ooh. Um, ooh spooky. It's, 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 it's spooky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the Fearmonger. Uh, the Fearmonger is a new legendary Malawan shotgun that was introduced with the Bloody Harvest event. Uh, fires four projectiles that kind of waver in flight and, uh, and then stick to the surfaces uh, of things that you shoot, similar to the Torg gyro jets. And then they and then they detonate after a short delay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it can be obtained from any suitable loot source that has to do with the event. Uh, this includes uh, chests, ghosts, Captain Haunt, or enemy in the heck hole. Um, it can spawn with any elements, uh, but suffers from slow projectile speed and a detonation delay when stuck to an enemy. So. Yeah, overall, it's uh, it's pretty solid for for mobbing or for bosses. It's it's fine. It's nothing. It's nothing crazy. It does do really a solid amount of damage. Um, I encourage all of you to go and check out the 
video on this that Jolt's dude did. He like is one shotting um, vehicles and stuff with it. Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Shout outs to uh, Jolt's dude for always being a uh, creator pillar of this community. By the way, true story. Jolt's so. dude one three nine technically. Yeah. Yep. Go. Yeah. If you haven't, uh, I'm sure you have, but if you haven't, go follow him on Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube, YouTube, all that kind of fun stuff. Instagram, Snapchat, say, Pornhub. Oh, what was that last one? <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Times, I, I so. still have yet to get the Fearmonger, um, but I've seen enough gameplay of it to where I feel confident in my opinion on it. Like it's a pretty solid gun. Uh, nothing incredibly amazing. Like it's not game breaking. Right. So, but uh, yeah, go and check it out. Yeah. Go find, go find yourself a Fearmonger. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for uh, sticking with us on this two-part journey. Uh, And uh, next time we will be doing our in-depth dive onto the Bloody Harvest events. For those people listening, you'll have plenty of time to go do stuff with it. It goes on to December 3rd. Out now, goes on to December 3rd. 5th? 5th? 5th. 5th? Okay. Even longer. I'm I'm being told (laughs) December 5th. All right. Just scratch that last bit. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thanks a lot for listening. Appreciate it. We will see you uh, next time. Good luck and good drops. Bye. Bye.